Good morning, Baz. How you doing? How are you? Very well. How's it going on this rainy morning? It's uh, it's great. I mean, uh, we've had a lot of heat, haven't we? Um, so it's uh, it's nice just for the uh, for the for the grass, for the trees, and all that kind of stuff, you know. So can't it's, complain. It's nice for um, the temperature of my head as well, because the last few days has been horrific. <laughs> yes, Killer. mate, it has. It's been it's been tough, definitely. There's uh, a lot of transition going on in life at the minute. So so yeah. For sure. You're off to Bali. I am. I am. Honestly, You're making I can't me jealous. Wait. Just, just literally four weeks yesterday. Not that I'm counting, uh, but yeah, twenty-seven weeks. days. Twenty-seven days. It's gonna. It's going to go quick. Time has flown by this year. So, uh, so yeah, excited. Quality man. You're an holistic yep. health coach. Yes. Therapist. Yep. Life mentor. Yep. Personal trainer. Yes. Sounds. Stressful, yeah. <laughs> you cope well. You know what you say. That's a great thing just to mention there. It's um, I've had to learn a lot in this in this area because I cover so many areas, um, and I take on a lot of energy. And also, I you naturally as a, you know, we're not therapists or life mentors or personal trainers. We're not superhuman, uh, you know. So I've had uh, in the past. I've had massive anxiety attacks um, because what I wasn't doing, I wasn't letting the energy out. So, yes, it can be stressful, but you've got to have that let out, hence why I don't work weekends, because I need that energy that I take on from clients. I need that time to reflect. Um, I need that time to release. And there was a point where I was socialising a lot around work, and I realised I couldn't do that, mm. because you socialise, you don't have that energy. That isn't a let out to reflect or release. That's just socialising with friends. Yeah. But I have to, I take on a lot of deep traumas from people, uh, grief, um, pains, and all that kind of stuff. So naturally, I take on that energy, and I'm going to another client and another client, and then that happens. So I can imagine it can be draining. Yeah, it it can be um, for sure. Because you've got you've got a history of. Did you have mental health problems in the past? So you know what it's all about. And I did. Yeah. The, what, you, the, what, what happened there, Mike? How did it all start with you having these problems, overcoming them, and then obviously helping other people in similar situations it was a thanks for the question I think when I was it started off when I was seven um so when I was seven so my my trauma was body dysmorphia but it was never the physical like in terms of body it was just all in the face and the head so this came from um actually a passive comment and this is where parents any parents that are listening uh trauma can come from so quickly for to a child um and my sister I had two generations I'm one of nine a uh, big family uh, two sisters, yes. <laughs> One of nine, two sisters, six uh, of us, uh, six brothers. Yeah. And um, so there's two generations. In the top generation, they're all in their late 40s, early 50s. And then my mom had a break after five. <laughs> 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 and then uh, she had another four, which was we're all in our 30s. My brother Sam, me, and my two younger twin brothers. So uh, the last two, the last kids my mom has ends up having twins after all that. Oh, man. So, so yes, yeah, so she was overwhelmed, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so I was seven years of age and my sister in the top generation, I've got two sisters. One's actually a re, uh, spiritual healer, counsellor. She lives in Bali. Uh, and then my other sister, very high energy, very fun, energetic. And she would always just joke about the, the, uh, the, the as kids do, oh, you know, the eldest brother is the ugliest brother. She would throw that comment out there just as a joke, which is fair enough. And she would joke about it, it was never serious. But as a seven-year-old, I couldn't comprehend. So she would make passive comments that I looked like him. So as a seven-year-old, she would joke about it. But as a seven-year-old, I believed it. 
So I believed I was ugly. So in that process, I didn't have any let out to talk to anyone. Mental health in the early 90s, you, you know, there wasn't anything really talking about that in schools and stuff. Yeah. So I started going from this happiest child to then going straight into myself. And I had rituals. I used to, I, um, I would spend like up to hours to two hours in the mirror before I'd leave the house. Uh, relationships, it affected my relationship because I'd make excuses not to go out because I didn't feel good about myself. Um, I would learn to cut my own hair. I used to learn, I can fade math really well. Really? <laughs> yeah. I need a trim actually. Yeah. Do you want to get the uh, clippers out? So I used to, um, yeah, I used to look, because I used to have a fear of going to the barbers and seeing myself and looking myself directly in the mirror. So I learned how to cut my own hair. All from this one comment. All from this. So that one comment, this is where I say to parents, I say, because I've worked with children um, as well. I work with teenagers now. Um, through well-being and support with the moms to help them understand their child as well as adults and um and yeah and so with that in mind i from that point on i developed rituals ocd tendencies um insecurities i was a captain of the rugby team at school so i was quite popular but i hid it well mm. there were times at school when i would go to the toilet there was like a lot i found this locked toilet that you only had a key for so i'd ask for that and i spent most of the, the dinner time in front of that mirror trying to find a good light in myself because I couldn't. I'd feel like I'm really low and it was it was a tough time. And um, and then, like, so going through all the, you know, all secondary school and everything, it was tough. Some days I'd learn, I'd cut my hair for like five hours in front of a mirror, try and perfect it when mm. I didn't need to, but it was what my mental health was and uh, constantly seeing myself as ugly and everything. So then I went through therapy myself, got to my early 20s. I'm 36 now and I went through therapy and some deep healing and deep, deep stuff and loving myself and finding that path I'm not perfect now uh, it doesn't take over my life and this is also one of the reasons just one of them why I'm transitioning over to live in Bali because I need uh, not need it but I've exhausted all my healing here and I think this is where my path is going now so mm-hmm. very spiritual guy myself mm-hmm. um, so it's very powerful and I think that the how I work is that you know pain is a, isn't a choice and suffering is a choice and for so long, I suffered in my whole life. Pain isn't a choice. Um, just very quickly, I can go on a tangent, so you can stop me any time. Um, Carry on. But um, Dr. Jill Taylor, she did a study on pain and suffering. And pain isn't a choice. Uh, and suffering is a choice. So pain lasts for about 90 seconds. So when you feel anger or pain, let's use anger as an example. Um, when you feel anger, you can't stop it. It happens. Everyone feels it. And what happens is then is that what these, the anger, the stress hormones releases into your physiology in that 90 seconds you feel it goes into the brain and the brain then decides whether it's a whether it's fight or flight whether it's a reason to be upset and annoyed and then the cycle repeats itself and that's when the suffering happens so this is where suffering is a choice if you want to let it go you can let it go there's different levels of suffering there's grief you know you, you obviously you're going to kind of suffer with grief because you need to release it it's just that suffering is where you push it down you've got to like the release takes longer with grief but there are things like instantly, you know, when you're driving your car, someone cuts you up and you get angry and you get upset. Oh, that, you can't stop that. All the time. But, but then that's it. And that's the thing. You can't stop that feeling. You know, you, people put their fingers up to whoever it is or whatever. But then, you know, those people that speak an hour later, oh, yeah, I'm still annoyed. Someone cut me up and I'm still pissed off about it. Excuse yeah. my language. Um, then, you know, that's you're choosing to suffer with it. You could just go, you know what? That has annoyed me. Let me just release and carry on my day. Yeah. And that's with everything. It's it's all about, when I do my motivational talks, it's all about being conscious. 
if when you're conscious, some people can say to me, they say, um, you know what, being conscious is that is that draining because you're constantly self-aware. No, it's not draining because if you push things down, you're affecting your energy mm. consistently. Um, and with everything that I do and I'm conscious about now, um, I'm feeling it every moment and just to say, oh, we are feeling this today. What's you know? Let me just sit with it and see what happens instead of getting anxiety uh, about it and getting worried about it. It's going, no, I'm feeling this. What what is that touching something inside of me? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So what what kind of um, treatment did you did you have to go through to get over that and to wow um, to forget the the past and turn yourself into what you you've become? Well, this is the thing. This is a it's still a deep part of me. I've had um, there is a deeper essence of it there. It's like I say, I'm not perfect. I think this is the thing about trauma. I think everyone needs to realise that when you have deep trauma and long term trauma. Um, you may not it may not fully go from your body it may not fully release but you can get to the point where it doesn't take over your life anymore and you embrace it so I'm grateful for my trauma so what I did was I went through natural therapy I went through the uh, NHS system first because I couldn't afford it early 20s I was kind of working full time but I still couldn't afford it but you know that younger self partying it and stuff so which, which everyone well, most people naturally go through and then um I luckily have had, because my sister's such a deep spiritual person, she does deep healings, regression, um, helped me through that and supported me through that. And then I went back to counselling again privately. And then I, to nullify the rituals, and I just went through, I did things like Cambo. Um, Cambo is, uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard about it, but Cambo is also, uh, it's it's legal in this country. It's actually, uh, they use like a frog poison. It's an Indian tradition. If anyone wants to do, uh, know about it, it's called Cambo healing. Mm. Um, and um, in that deep healing, of re- re- like basically a detox of the body and it gets rid and you go through mm. different do different things. So I've been through that, um, cacao healings and all that, ki- and all that kind of stuff. But mm. I know that on a deeper level, while well, my solar plexus still hasn't fully healed, which is all about the confidence all about self-love. And I know that um, I'm not, I don't think anyone will fully 100% love themselves, but I know I, there's still work to do for me. Mm. But I mean, it doesn't, like I say, I'm so grateful for it because it's led me on the path I am today. And um, and there's more healing to come, but that's what I did. That was my process. Counseling, uh, deep healings with sister, um, healings through uh, rituals, but kind of stuff like that. And then I went through uh, private. And then I kind of exhausted everything on a surface level. So that's what my path has been so far. Quality man. So you're on the right path, and yes, yeah. These things obviously work, don't they? Because they do. It sounds sounds horrible to obviously have that in your head at such a young age, and obviously you now help people mm. in the same boat. And I'm guessing that people come to you with like similar problems. Is they it? do. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And they and with those problems, there's I think everyone comes to you for a reason. Like you know, you're a strength and conditioning coach, PT. You do your boxing and stuff. They come for you for a reason. Mm. Um, and you know, if a lot of the time a client's come for me for strength and conditioning and they, that really, they want therapy deep down and, and, um, and a lot of time it is, there is, I think everyone has an element of body dysmorphia in this industry and people that want to go in the gym and have physical, but there's just different heightened levels of it, mm. you know, and, um, mine was very heightened, but like I said, it wasn't the body. I was happy with my body. It was all just, I, I was scared to look in the gym mirrors. Mm. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Mate, you know, it's weird because I've never thought of myself to have problems mm. I've, I've just you know I've had problems obviously but, but mental problems like that but when you know you say it I'm thinking I look in the mirror and I'm like 
get to the gym quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or don't eat that or have another protein shake or... So you're right, I think everyone's got something to a certain level. Of course. To a certain extent. And ne- I would never have thought about that, but now I've thought about it and I'm thinking, yeah, I have. I probably have got that to, to some degree, you know what I mean? That is that is a big thing for people because, you know, social media, um, you know, that what you've just mentioned about yourself... Mm so easy to then go on social media and look and go, I've got an issue, I've got a problem, but actually is it a problem? Does it take over your life? No, you know what? This is where I say to people who do physical training and do and go to the gym, what you want to do, you want to get to a point when it comes to gym and training, whatever you love to do when it comes to well-being, you don't want it to be a plaster because that hour you're in the gym or what PT session you've got with your PT or whatever, that hour's great, yeah, fantastic. You get so much amazing benefits from it. But when you leave and that everything just comes flooding back, that hour is irrelevant. Yes, it gives you that extra burst. It's just like having a new car. You get a new car, you have that ecstatic feeling, and then all of a sudden it subsides. What you want to do when it comes to the physical and training, you want to you want to go and enjoy it. You want to say, yeah, it's amazing for my well-being, but I don't want to use it as a pasta like it's an antidepressant. So then what's happening is that you are actually covering what actually is going on in deep inside. So... People feel, unfortunately, there's a lot of fear with a lot of people. And um, and if you can face that fear of why you're avoiding it, and but if you're using things to cover that fear to make yourself feel better, mm. it's time for, don't have regret. Regret is hard. No, sorry, change is hard. Regret is harder. Yeah. You don't want to get to yourself when you're 80, 90 years of old and towards the end of your life and you go, you know what, I wish I addressed that because that ruined part of my life. You know, I, I was avoiding it and I wish now... That's what I'd say to anybody. To take yourself to 90 years of age, what would you say to yourself now? Because you if you had a fear, you'd be like, stop fearing that, just address it. Get yeah. on with it. Come yeah. on, you'll, you'll be happier. So it's always being self-aware. Just If you're not ready for therapy, if you're not ready to address anything that's inside of you right now, I'd just say, to you, write it down, leave it there until you're ready to. There's going to be a time in your life where it will come. And unfortunately, life will... Whether you want to address something or not, you know, in life, you know, in, I don't know if you've ever been through this yourself, um, but when life gets hard and you're understanding why it's getting harder, life is shaking to say you've got to change. And um, you've gone to your prep stuff now, and so which is amazing to see. And I know that, you know, you, what you've told me, you said that something was telling me I need to change because I, I wasn't, this part of my life was getting hard, yeah, you know. Really and, hard. And when you changed, you're happier. Yeah. And, that, and the thing, and this is the thing, it's life going, you've got to change, you've got to change. So if you've got a fear or you've got anxiety, if, it, if it's consi- you're looking external to you and everything's actually really good, but why am I feeling this? Life is telling you, you need to either heal or it's going to get worse. You need to change something in your life or it's going to get worse. Mm. And, it'll just, and you're thinking, I'm not doing anything different. Why is things are getting hard? Life is telling you to change, that's it. Yeah, that's the reason why, because that, you need the change. Yeah. That's it, that's yeah, it. Yeah, and, yeah. You're, and unfortunately, if you don't, You'll, you'll have regret and regret is, regret is harder yeah 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 going back onto the, the, the topic of like people having dysmorphia and you know all this where they're seeing things online and people are in shape and they're not and oh I'm ugly or I'm fat or I'm not ripped or yes how big of a problem is social media for that but very powerful massively for women uh, really that I've, that I work with because I work with my majority of my clients are women um, but it seems to be that the um the portrayal of there are some amazing women uh, strength and conditioning coaches and that really are authentic and really show the real them instead of what social media wants to see. 
I think that's what... I've seen the ones where they'll pose in a certain way and then they'll change position. Yes. And then it's just completely different. And that's good to see in it because people will be like, oh, okay. Oh, ma- not, amazing. It's like, you know, all alien. the stretch marks and like, you know, filter, no filter. And I think those are brilliant because it's just so many authentic self. Yeah. You know yourself, you can look in the mirror and in a certain lighting, if the light's above, brilliant, it looks shredded. Yeah. And then you'll look in a different mirror where the, the light's not as good and you just, you think, what the hell? What, yeah. What, what have I been doing for the last... 10 years, you know what I mean? For sure. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure it happens a lot. With I'm going based on my own personal experience and my clients that have had males, um, but I know it happens just as much for males than it does for females, but for my experience with me and female clients, there is an element of, oh my God, like, you know, I don't feel, um, I don't feel like I'm good enough. Um, but in know. a way, is it, is it, like I see it as a good thing as well, because it's like, if I see, not that I, look at you know other men and go oh my god I'm pissed yes. off at myself you know what I mean but if I was to look at someone who looked amazing and I felt I didn't it would it would just motivate me spur, to, spur you on yeah to, to, to do more and that's how the the brain works so this is how people well, it can go two ways can't it, it can so, go two ways so yeah. some people will be like oh my god I'm depressed yeah and some people will say well I'm now going to buy a big tub of protein powder yeah. and hit the gym twice as hard and and that's it It all you know what, what it is is perspective it all depends on what, where mentally, where you are. So they may not want to see all that positive stuff. They may not be in the right place to see that positive stuff. All that stuff like someone looking absolutely lean, ripped, healthy, um, you know, uh, vegan, non-vegan, whatever, whatever it is. They may not be in that place. Again, it's at the end of the day, anyone can post anything on social media, but it all depends on what perspective your mental health is in, because mm. at the end of the day, I don't think anyone's doing anything to hurt anybody on social media. It's just what they want to post. And mm. everyone has freedom of speech. You yeah, know? And you'll, have, you'll have like the small percentage who are just like narcissists. And then yeah, obviously yeah. you've got the majority who genuinely want to help and maybe earn a living from helping. Um, exactly. And, and if anyone wants to post themselves with their tops off, you know, and whatever, abs out, whatever, let them do it. Just don't, don't follow it. Mm. If that hurts yeah, you. If that, if that, and, that, and that's it. Whatever inspires you, follow it. Whatever doesn't, you know, like you said, if I see that, I want to go and train harder. That's yeah. what that's what spurs you on. Motivational videos might spur you on, so keep following that stuff. Yeah. But if someone says, if the, you had someone else sat next to you now and said, yeah, that doesn't spur me, that makes me feel insecure, don't follow it then. It's yeah. all right. It's okay. It doesn't make you weak. It yeah. just means that that part of your life, that's where you are. You may need to start a bit, you know, you may need to find somebody that actually resonates with you. And, and this is the thing, we take things a lot personal um, and we feel... Uh, less and all it, all life is if you can love yourself your authentic self you know I hold weight more so on my ab area you know I some people say to me oh Baz you've got a good chest oh, I'll be honest it's mainly genetic it's, <laughs> it's mainly genetic I'll be honest with you I've got I've naturally just people are genetically in some areas well oh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm yeah, not massively yeah. strong in my chest but they go oh man you must train chest hard I was like not really <laughs> it's just I'll be honest with you because I'm and then, but then there's other things like I would say about when I had body dysmorphia in my face and stuff like that, you know, and, and what have you. So um, if you can just accept, and I have, which one of the things as well, this just come to me. I have a, I had a woman client that just mentioned that, you know, post baby and they have that excess sometimes mm. that they just, they can't really hundred percent get rid of. And they said, and a lot of, some people will say, oh yeah, we'll get you doing abs. We'll get you do get you nutrition. We'll get rid of it. I think so. Women may not get ever get rid of that. It's just part of post baby, you know, not fully anyway. And this is what some people can, some people can't. And um, it was great because this person is with somebody else, um, with obviously with a with her partner, 
and uh, he said, uh, she said to him, she goes, Baz said this to me about this. And he went, what a brilliant guy. He's not feeding you full of crap. You know, like, because, because there's, you know, some people may say, oh, we'll do our best to get, oh, we'll say, you know, we'll do whatever we can, but you may not. Mm. And that's women, post-baby, bodies change. Yeah, you've got to and, tell the truth. And the thing is, though, it is, uh, and I, I get it, um, women will naturally feel insecure about it, and that's okay, mm. you know, but then if you can accept where you can take yourself to with it, and if you can't fully get rid of it, that's okay. So accept and love yourself and say, you know what, I brought an amazing child into the world, mm. and that was my goal in life, you know, and this is the what what happens post-baby, yeah. and that's the transition. It's just, you, you've got to mourn your old self, because you, people always go, oh, I wish I was like myself 10 years ago, 20 years ago. You're, so, you're totally different now mentally and physically. Oh, big time, man. Do you know what I mean? So, and that's the... And abs just won't come back. Yeah. Day, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've tried, I've tried, and it just, yeah, you I've, know. I've got the knowledge now. I didn't have the knowledge then, but the abs was easier then. Well, I've got the knowledge now and I still can't do it. And the it's thing is, though, you're, probably, and what, you're healthier now as well, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and A it's, lot healthier, that, And that's exactly it. You're thinking, why is, why is it? Yeah, and it's harder, man. It's, you, have it to, is. you have to just... Do what you got to do, and it is. Yeah, like, there's, there's, I think there's a lot of frauds in your industry. Yes, uh, and you can spot them a mile off. Mm. You are definitely not one of them, man. Um, Appreciate you that. Can, you Thank can you. tell the the passion and the the love for what you do. I'm, I guarantee you'd do it for free if you could. You know, and the, and this is this is the thing, um, and I'm not just saying it because I'm on this podcast. My job is my life. Like I've got two phones. I've got a work phone, and I'm constantly because I like to disconnect it when I have to. But I'm constantly, my clients, whoever do listen to this, they will agree. 24-7. It's 24-7 because I, I embrace. So how I work as a therapist is I don't just have the hour with the client and then I uh, don't speak to them again mm. because I give what I never had. So mm. I had that hour and, I, and I'll have this milestone thing and then I'll be like, how do I deal with this? So I accountability, I'll check in with them. They can message me, voice note me when they want. I'll reply back when they can. Yeah. Um, I'll give them tasks and stuff. And I also don't, and those who have listened to this and been through therapy, a lot of therapists will give you paperwork. I mean, only I'm only going on experience when I've worked with the NHS. So I think just, that's their process. There's nothing against that. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing against anybody's process. But I didn't like that. I didn't, you know, I wanted to reflect and understand Giving paperwork and writing down, that's the last thing I want to do. And I never did it. They just go, oh, you didn't pay one. No, I didn't. I just was in that frame of mind. So I go, these are your points. Reflect on it. Let me give you some tasks. Let me check in on you. That's what you want to heal and understand. Mm. Um, and that's just the, like I say, it's the process of, if you can love and understand yourself as you grow and not look back in the past because you'll get depression symptoms, it's a powerful thing, man. And it's, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm never, when I do my talks, when I speak to my clients, I'm not perfect. I have my worries, I have my challenges in life. No matter how, uh, grow, how much growth you have, life is not, is a roller coaster. You just yeah. don't want it to be a big roller coaster of hills. Yeah. That's you probably don't realise how far you've come either, to be honest, because you're so involved with other people's shit as well. Yeah, you know I mean? and this, is, this um, is the reflection that I need to also see that, you know. So, Mate, you know, you were on about, you're going to Bali. Yes. The path has took you that way. You mentioned earlier that you were going to you, you were going to go back to veganism, so obviously I've got to switch it now. Of course, delve yeah, into let's talk the about topic it. of you and your diet. Obviously, you were plant based. Yes. Then you ate fish, then you ate meat, then you came back to vegan. Yeah, yeah. What are you now, Pescatarian? So, so yeah, so this is what happened. So, how did, for how, you, two thousand early two the start of two thousand eighteen, I started vegan, yeah. and I went. Uh, big shout out to Brandon. Actually, you've had on the podcast because he's the one who gave me some tips at the start. Top keyser. Yeah, he's a top top guy. And um, I, I spoke to him in the gym. I, as a, I was actually in a relationship with his cousin. 
at the time. And she introduced me to him and uh, Brandon gave me some really good tips and stuff. And it just went from there. And when I was in the, like being a vegan, I was fully in it. Like I went four years um, and I loved it. It was great. Um, I even to the point where, you know, I didn't buy leather anymore, all this kind of stuff. It was all part of the lifestyle and I really enjoyed it. And then uh, nothing, nothing changed my perspective because when I was in it, like when I thought about meat or eating meat again, honestly made me feel sick. It just, that's how my body was, it's like it was rejecting it. And then only at the start of uh, last year, um, 2022, start 2020, it's like about April. There's, I did a bit of research on this, but something was drawing me back to like eating fish and stuff. And I wasn't, and it wasn't anything, I wasn't watching anything or anything like that. I always listen to my body and I don't know why. I can't give you an answer. If you ask me why, I couldn't mm. give you an answer. And um, it happened and I just started eating fish again. Um, I dabbled in a bit of meat again and stuff but there was never any guilt for some reason I don't know why again I don't know what understand why that is and then I yeah delved in a bit more meat and then I went back to pescatarian and on this transition to Bali there's something that someone said to me in my life and I'll give you and it kind of sat with me when you are vegan and I know being in that four years your energy is heightened, you're ho high on energy, you know, you look at life differently, mental health is better. I'm going through a huge transition, I have been doing it for the last year. Um, I have an astrologist and it's been very powerful to the point where he predicted my dad's passing. Uh, he never said what it was, but he predicted the date and I can talk about that if you want to ask me about that, but that's going off a tangent again. Yeah. Um, Sorry, can I just ask, did he, is he alive? Uh, he's passed, he passed. So, sorry, I didn't know if he... he yeah, he, my dad. He, sorry, yeah, so I didn't yes. know if he said you know, in 10 years. No, or, no, know, no. That, that, that'd he, be frightening, yeah. Yeah, okay. the August before he passed in January, okay. he, he I could talk about this if you want to, but... Sorry to hear that, man. No, nah, no, it's all right. I've, I've grieved. This yeah, is yeah. where, you know, I needed that type of grief, but that's a powerful so thing we could talk. all the astrology and... All the astrology and... Um, and I remember I was this transition that has happened in my life is where, um, even last August, he said that I had a skin fade. My hair's growing out right now. He had skin fade. And he said to me, he goes, you're going to go through a big transition. And without going again off a tangent, let's talk about the food. Um, someone said to me quite recently in my life when I said, oh, I've gone back to like eating a bit of meat and fish and I don't know why, like what, what's brought me back to this path. And, she's, and this person said that sometimes when people go back to that, they will need to feel more grounded in their life. And um, I didn't understand it, but at the time I was so kind of energetically high that I was struggling to process a lot of things in my life. Like everything felt too hard. And maybe my body was telling me I needed to be a bit more grounded. I don't know again. Mm. I haven't done any research on it, but maybe that was the reason. Now I'm going towards the end of this transition because in my astrology last year, she said everything in your life is going to change, where to where you live, your hair. He said all this stuff, and I was like, no, nah, that ain't going to change. I thought I'll get a mortgage here and stuff. I only found out I was going to Bali February this year, mm. and my life was going to change. And what he even predicted, he said mid-December, all this is going to start to change, and then everything started to change. I started to grow my hair and I never thought I would, hence why the body dysmorphia. That was a big basis of my body dysmorphia, my hair, perfectionist mm. with it. And now I'm just letting it grow. Mm. And um, and then all this transition was happening, like I rebranded my business to Holistic Health Coach. It was called Velocity Life and Fitness. Um, where I live, I thought it was going to be mortgage. I was going to Bali to live for, for good. So all this started to transition and I kind of got a little bit in my mindset that, ah, maybe I did need to be a bit more grounded. But now I'm coming through that end of that transition. It's like, I'm ready to become, be, become, sorry, that's probably the wrong word, ready to be, go back to being, 
vegetarian to vegan. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm looking forward to that because I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to, and I'm going to be in an environment where a lot of people there are. I'm going to be in a different energy, and I'm excited for it, and and I'm excited to have that transition because I'm feeling now the eating the fish and everything still now is I'm starting to feel that guilt again. Yeah, I'm starting but to feel that energy. I can't sit here and judge you and say, you know, but um, so when you say you felt, you just felt like eating meat, like you mean like you you'd look at like a steak or something and be like, oh, I really want to eat that. Was it like a craving or was it just something in your your subconscious telling you, I don't know what what was actually drawing you back to it? Because obviously when I when I see when I see meat now, I don't I don't, I don't see it as food because I'm completely. I'm completely gone. That's yes. way in the past. So I'm yes. just trying to work out like after four, because four years is a long time. It is a long it? time, it's, yeah. Uh, I, this, and this is the thing, I'm, I've done a lot of reflecting on understanding it because if you knew me when then, you know, uh, of course, takeaways, you know, you go out on a night and you have mixed meat and chips and all that kind of stuff. Mate, that stuff was repulsing me. Like if I mm. saw someone eat, it was that, but I, this is the thing. I can't, I, I can't answer the question. I, I even asked my sister, I said, what do you think? I just, it's suddenly just something changed in me because I wasn't looking for it. It's, it's strange. It's, it's really strange. So what, six where, months, you'd expect people to go, oh, of I'm course. Pizza, but four years is a long time, man. And to, 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 to then start thinking about it again, that's quite weird. I mean, you do it, hear is, stories, it is weird you, to me. You do hear stories of like 10 year vegans. And yes. They, they just go, oh, I feel bad. And that's probably because they wasn't looking after themselves. Mm. You obviously do look after yourself. So it wasn't that. But yeah, it's strange to. And you say this as well that um, I, uh, I'm, like I've mentioned, I come on a detox as well. So I, um, there's a woman in Bath that was referred to me. And over the last year, um, I started noticing my skin was getting pretty bad on my face. Uh, I was getting spots and then we just coming and going constantly. Um, my energy levels were low. My up and go was pretty shocking. Um, After going back to me. The, who knows, mate? It probably was. And this is the, 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 I can't, obviously, I can't, I haven't done any study. I don't know if it is that. And this woman called Jane, she basically tests your hair and, um, and I basically found that through to her test, so I sent her off my hair follicles and she gave me back. And she found that two things, that my cortisol levels were only functioning at 30% of what they should be. When was this, sorry? This was uh, 12 weeks. I'm coming to the end of my 12-week detox and with it. So basically, I'll tell you what she gave me. Yeah. And I'm going to have a retest, see where I'm at. But my change has been immense. So my, also my gut health. My gut health, which is like your second brain, was only functioning at 20%. When? Uh, like, like when she did the testing 12 weeks ago, she came back. So I, she, and she said 20%. that 20%, mate. And this is, so like, so all that was going on. So I don't know how that's become that way. She just goes, it is. So do I put the two and two together? Who knows? Who Can knows? Ask, when you did go back to me, did you get ill? Yeah, you are, so, so, say yes. Yeah, say yeah. yes. <laughs> no, you know, you know what? Actually, I, I am going to say yes, because in that four years, I didn't get ill once. That's mad. It's nuts, isn't it? But I've been more sensitive to illness this in the last year for sure. Um, I can't, again, I can't. I don't. I haven't. It's not. not it's not. Yeah. But based on what you've that question, yes, I've been more sensitive mm. to ill being ill. Uh, even to the point where last week I, I never used to get sore throats or anything. I will not saying this just for the podcast either. I'm being honest. Mm. Um, I have. I was unwell, pretty bad last year. Um, and then also the start of this, uh, only start of this year, I was a little bit ill as well. And then also a couple, only a couple of weeks ago, I got really bad. Like I was feeling very weak, uh, sore throat, and all that kind of stuff. But I never used to have that in that four years. Mm. So 
Again, two and two together. Who knows? But it, but it seems yeah. seems to be that way. I keep I keep coming across these patterns. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can only go off what people say, mm. and it just seems to be that people's immune systems are high mm. when they're on a plant based diet. I, you know, I, there's probably some science to back that up to do with you know talk about immune and minerals. But I I don't know. It's, yeah. it's just mad. I can only. Talk about immune systems as well. Mm. It's uh, interesting is that I have an immune deficiency. I suffer with alopecia. I, um, I've i had my bloods done over the last year. I kind of go to the NHS uh, doctors and can I get my bloods once, maybe twice a year. But also my, um, again, is it a correlation? I don't know. Or is it together? I don't know. But my um, rheumatoid arthritis was borderline to low. But then also my uh, white blood cells were borderline to low. And they've been heightened more in the last year. Again, before that, it was like when I was vegan, I was going to get blood tests every year. That was never coming up on the bloods. So is that a correlation? Who knows? So is that in favour of? In favour of being vegan. Yeah, so when I was vegan. Oh, okay. So yeah, I got you. Yeah, when yeah. I was vegan, yeah. when I was having bloods every year, that yeah. would never crop up for some reason. But over the last year, the doctors come back and gave me the call and said, Baz, your rheumatoid arthritis is borderline a little bit low and nothing to worry about, but da-da-da. Mm -hmm. Also, your white blood cells a borderline to low, which is maybe something to worry about, maybe it's just that immune thing. But that was never being brought up. Yeah. When I was get, and I was getting my bloods well, religiously. The arthritis I can understand because um, it is proven to reduce inflammation, isn't it? Yes. And people have less less aches, less pains. And yeah. my mum's got that as well, so I know I know what you have to go through. Ah, and, interesting. Yeah, it's not yeah, and she's plant based. I don't know if he's well, subsided no or what, but um I believe but, that I believe the inflammation, you're right, that's uh, Yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Is it the reason that you turned in the first place, because this is weird, because when when I was in London, uh, probably about five, six years ago, my mate took me to this steakhouse, mm. and it was six months after I turned veggie or vegan, I can't remember. Wow. And I ate this steak, and it was just I was just chewing it, and it was just like, oh, my God, like, I didn't see it in that light. I didn't see it in that picture. Wow, powerful. As before. Mm -hmm. So, like, what, what was it like for you? So, was it did you change for ethics or health, and, and did, you not, did, did you not make that connection after? obviously when you went back after four years yeah so the original was you know what most people are like oh let's give it a try you know it was that at first it's like oh you know i heard about brandon was the first one i ever met that was vegan so um i kind of picked his brain just like, oh you know what this is interesting my sister is vegan so and uh so like i was kind of like oh you know what i've always wanted to delve there but nothing really pushed me um because my sister's been vegan since before, like, 90s, where it was hard to, you know, those... <laughs> and you come from a Muslim background, so and, and how yeah, the hell did she Muslim background, and like, obviously, you know, my mom, bless her, she, she chicken, lamb, all that kind of stuff, con everyday rice, da-da-da, all my food bring in. Yeah. And, yeah, my, my mom's true, my mom did get it, uh, bless her. But my, mom, my sister was just different when, like, in terms of... She just went against the grain and she was, you know, that's where you couldn't buy tofu in the shop. She had to go to a specialist place to find yeah. tofu. Or she she did it when it was hard. Like I remember speaking to her quite recently. She goes, Baz, you know what I did vegan when it was like you had to scrape, where you had to literally just eat seeds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's when it was hard. Yeah. It was tough back then. Like you can, it's easier to do it now. You know, you've got yeah. everything, you've got everything available, which is great. But yeah. she's, you know, she's gone through all that and stuff. And she, I can just see How like. How years has she, has she been? Four. Wow, she's, I think she's 49 now. So she's been, she, she, I remember her doing it when she was 
late teens, early twenties. Bloody hell. Yeah. Is she all good? She's great, man. Like she's the most honestly, she's the most spiritual person I know. And I want you to turn around and say she hasn't been ill for like twenty seven. She you years. know what? She she I don't remember the last time she was ill, I'll be honest with you. Um <laughs> she's <a> cool. <laughs> to touch wood, touch wood, so she doesn't. I just, yeah. You know, but uh but she's in a and and also her what she's built in in uh Bali. She's got she's 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 a spiritual healer. She's built her own spiritual center from scratch, and her restaurant's pure vegan vegetarian. So man, you're making me even it's, more it's, jealous. Be, it's beautiful food, man, and I can't wait to be near there because I'm gonna have my own place there, and yeah. it's lovely food. And obviously, it's cheaper as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's e- and I can't wait just to be embraced with that energy around there. Well, I can. Yeah, I mean, going just off the energy thing yeah. you've got with the food, there's going to be loads of lentils out there, and there's going to be loads. Because oh, wow. when I did my travelling, I was I was eating meat. Mm. And I never had a chance to, well, I did have a chance, I just didn't eat yes. lentils, uh, tofu, you know, all these different curries. There's loads of Asian curries, isn't there? That, there is. That, especially in Malaysia and, yes. um, sorry, uh, Indonesia. Indonesia. Um, it's going to be good, man. You'll have to keep us updated on what you're eating. And I will. I I'm going to be checking in anyway to see if you're getting any fish. But you know what's funny about this, this podcast now? You're asking me these questions. Again, you're bringing things to the forefront for me. Like those questions of the correlation between what I'm what I'm feeling in my body now to when I was vegan. And I'm like... It's actually giving me more, like, even though I was going that way, back to that way anyway, it's giving me more that, oh, you know what? It's just bringing these to light that, you know, my body is struggling more, you know, and because you, you kind of go on with your life and you carry on, even though it's not massive effects right now on my body, but I'm feeling the effects. My bloods are feeling it. Mm. My gut's feeling it. My cortisol levels are feeling it. But also, you know, I'm feeling those better with this detox. So just quickly, just to let you know what things I was taking. So my cortisol levels deficient in zinc, ionic zinc, I just bringing that up. Uh, but also my gut, like I was, my good bacteria was just so bad. Uh, so it's, I'm on MSM, it's called, don't ask me what that means because I don't know off the top of my head. And then also something called com- combili- combiliasis or something like that. Sorry, sorry guys, uh, yeah. if uh, that, I've got the word wrong. But yeah, it's a, taking two tablets just to bring the, bring all that back up. So, and I'm feeling so much better. My skin's better, feeling more energetic. And it's kind of like, it's, it's great because whatever path I'm on, Having that detox, bringing everything back up, and then going back towards vegetarian and vegan, I'm excited. Mm. You know, so, so the last the, the last few weeks or the last few months, you, you've been what pescatarian or just... pescatarian, and I have. I'll be honest with everybody and yourself. I have delved and just had little bits here and there of of meat, you know, yeah. and chicken, chicken more so. But but I'm I'm starting to feel that old feeling again. Mm. Um, I never I never finished that point where I asked about. I don't know how we. Got on, got off the top. Yeah, yeah. You know what I said about the steak. So it's obviously. Oh yes, sorry, I don't know, yes, I don't know of course. Why, I don't know how that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure how that. Where's it gone? Come yeah, back. Yeah, come back. Uh, so obviously, I change for ethical reasons. Yeah. It's not nice what goes on, is it? So when you then went back after four years and had that first bite, did you not mm-hmm. make that connection? Well, yes. Yeah, so when just... I had that first bite, I'll be honest with you, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. I'll be honest. It was. It was. I'll tell you exactly what it was. It was a burger. Oh, it's a burger as well. It was a burger yeah. as well, and uh, and I remember having it. And um, and I was un- I was like confused. It was like a confused feeling. I was like, "Do I am I enjoying this or not?" And I think um, if I really look back at it now, I think I kept the habit just kept coming. So I, obviously, you you build habits, don't you? Mm. Um, and it wasn't like, "Oh my god, this is absolutely amazing." It was actually mm. uncomfortable. I was like, mm, "I don't know what to think." Did about you make this. a connection to from that burger to the 
animal kind of thing. Uh, there was there was elements of things going on in my home that post you just uh, pushed them to the side and you, you were like yeah not naturally it wasn't that I was kind of just going with whatever was coming and um, and it never got it never I don't believe with when it comes to fish was easier to kind of eat uh, even though there was still a bit of confusion there but the the beef and chicken that. That still hasn't really gone like, oh my God, I can't wait to, that isn't there, that hasn't been there. And that's why, but my life was so overwhelming, yeah. like with like the transition and my own mental health, because I needed, to, everything external was good, but inside I was lost. Uh, there was a lot of things internally I was going through. So the food and stuff was kind of, wasn't the forefront of my mind, even though it felt uncomfortable what I was doing. Yeah, you, you've got a lot going on in, in your head and... Food, it's even though I can sit here now and say it's easy just to make a decision and go, Yes, I'm not eating that. And that. At, at the same time, I know what it's like when you've got shit going on, yeah. And for instance, I can't get to the gym for, mm. for three weeks because I've got this to do. Mm. When really, I could have just gone exactly, I, I could have just got up an hour earlier and done the gym and then been stressed or whatever. So, so I understand it's a bit like that where you've got shit going on and that is not a a, um, a priority, you know what I mean? Yes. Do you think, and I'd love to sit here and grill you, but I can't because you've already said that you're going to transition back and obviously that's... Of course. Um, and you, and you, you, you haven't sat there either and gone, you know, oh, I was feeling weak, um, my hair was falling out, mm. my leg fell off, it must be the tofu, I need to go back to, you know what I mean? So, because you hear this shit a lot from people, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, all it is, they're just an Alfie. Exactly. You, you know that you, it didn't make you an Alfie and you, you're, you're on the path back to it, so... But this... Uh, There'll be listeners listening now and said, but Baz, to be honest, you made a conscious decision about what you ate, even though what you're going through it, which I did, I made a conscious decision. Um, I don't understand why, I can't, I can't answer that question. It just happened. Like it just transitioned a bit that way because if you knew me, I couldn't be in a, a chippy or I couldn't like around oh, thinking about eating, honestly made me feel sick. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what any energy or what was the reason. There wasn't uh, like, oh man, I can't wait to go back and eat meat or anything like that. Oh, I'm excited. There, it wasn't that. Mm. I can't answer the question. It just happened. And it hasn't been like, oh man, I can't wait to eat meat again. I can't wait to eat chicken again when I've ever delved back into that. Mm. Um, but it's just the way that my life has gone. And um, I don't have uh, regrets, but it has been an uncomfortable place to be the last year for me in every part of my life. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm blessed enough to have my work was just been beautiful. I mean, you know, everything I've got great friends and great family and stuff. So, but yeah, going back to the food, I like I say, yeah, I'm transitioning back and I'm excited to transition back. Um, I was speaking to my brother, my brother, who's also going to move to Bali, but he's living with my sister, one of my brothers. One of many. He's got no choice then. Yeah, it's a, he's he's. We were talking about it. I was with him on the Saturday, uh, Saturday evening, and we were like, oh, I can't wait to detox and just eat that food that's been grown in the ground, all that kind of stuff. And I am excited about it. Um, and uh, that's a lot. That part of my life of I'm going to leave it there and move forward. Um, that's good. And I, I think in these countries as well, the conditions are a lot worse, aren't they? For them, yeah. also like I've I've travelled Asia. I didn't really pay attention and. Now I would. If I went back, I would be paying a lot more attention to, to how the animals are treated and stuff and yeah. the conditions that they live in mm. and their miserable existences, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, and I think that would help being out there because you can see how... Mal you see them on the streets, don't you? You, mm. see, you know, you, you you think of, um, you know, like a footage from Thailand or Bar uh, in, in Bali, Indonesia, yes. uh, 
anywhere else around Southeast Asia and you see the, this footage and you're like, God, man, that's, that's a bit grim, you know what I mean? It's not so as appealing as free-ranging cows in, yes. in, a, in, a, in a grassy Welsh field, you know what I mean? So yeah. that, that'll, probably, that'll probably come in handy. It will, for sure. Um, if, if we take meat and fish out of the equation, because it's going to come to that, yeah. what, what would you eat? So you can't oh. talk about barley because you're not there yet. Yeah, yeah. We'll find, we'll find that out in, in 27 days. I'm going to you but, uh, out of barley now. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you eat now? So say you, say you, you turn vegan again tomorrow, which is coming. Yes. Which is good. What, what, what would you feel your body Yeah, so I was, uh, there was a point where I was, when I was vegan, uh, I was eating a lot, you know, the, the more processed stuff, a lot more, the processed proteins like burgers and stuff. Mm. I'd, I'd give it a go going really plant-based, like really kind of like fully grown seeded stuff, um, getting the good fats from that and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'd go into that kind of tofu, tempeh, um, seitan, all that kind of stuff. I know those are kind of, would they call them processed in a way? In the, or not? Nah, not, not unless... You wouldn't, you nah, wouldn't, nah. nah. So that, that kind of... That I mean, kind the, the, to an extent they are, but they're not ultra-processed. Yeah, not ultra-processed, yeah. yeah, that's it. So... That's the kind of stuff that I'd be going to, but flavor. I need, you know, I love flavor, and that's probably another thing where I'd experiment more. Uh, I've seen some amazing stuff you do and other people do on social media uh, of flavoring their foods. And this is the thing. This is another thing because I never really, I was very basic with my with my vegan, and I think if I'd flavored it more and made it because made it better, I would have probably enjoyed the process a lot more. I mean, enjoyed the four years. Of course, I did. But I could have enjoyed it even more if I get, you know what, let's get a bit, let's really experiment and have the time. And I know also when I go to Bali, I'm going to have the space. I'm going to have the like time to really enjoy the process more, enjoy the lifestyle, enjoy, you know, I've got like, you know, it really got to the point that, you know, I was, I had the vegan Doc Martins and stuff, you know, and I was really mm. embracing it. I loved it. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's how I would go. To, I mean, I'm not saying I'm never going to have the ultra processed stuff because I'm going to enjoy that. Oh, yeah. That'll be my cheat in quotes, yeah, 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 you know, it. that, but that I won't want to rely on that consistently where I probably was doing it more so when I was. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting the fruit quote <laughs> in the quotes, the fruits of life and, yeah, and just man. what's been growing out there. Yeah. So God, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm still not fully clear as to why you want to go back and why you started. Uh, why? Yeah, I, I still don't know. Yeah, what, 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 what were the reasons and what what are gonna what is gonna be the reason for you to to, to go back? What, uh, what what's the main what what, what why yeah just why? Yeah, I'll portray it to the point. I'm because it contradicts what I believe. I'm a lo- I love everybody and everything, right? So it does contradict what I, what I say, you know. Because if I'm eating an animal, I'm contradicting what I say, you know. And um, and that's something I've had to sit with the last year while I've been doing it because I am a and this is part of my spiritual growth. Um, I'm I'm Ram Das is a spiritual guide. Bless his eyes, past now. Um, he's a spiritual teacher and uh, he's like in the obviously public eye. Very powerful guy with his words. And he says, um, "Love everyone and everything, but tell you the truth. Tell your truth." And that's basically being your authentic self, but love everybody and everything. And I really believe that. And um, and I've had moments of like feeling, if I love everybody and everything, why am I eating animals, man? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, and I've had a bone back and forth. And I'm like, right, if I'm, I'm going to be this person, and I say I am going to be that, I really believe it. Then I've then 
it's not just that because I embrace the food and stuff of it, but in terms of the authenticness of it, I'm not. Be- I believe some people may disagree and say you can still love everybody, anything, but it's elite meat. But for me, I don't feel authentic with that, and I'm talking. Right, that's quality. That that is that is what that's the best answer. I mean, there's, there's a big topic at the minute. I say at the minute, it's because Earthling Ed posted a video the other day about it, and it must be in conversation somewhere. Yes, about spiritual people going back against veganism. Mm. Because of one reason or another, mm. uh, you're spiritual. I class myself as spiritual. I've yes. had spiritual experiences and all that, uh, and it doesn't add up. It, it just mm. doesn't. You've you've came out and just said the truth. Something yeah. drawed you back to it and whatever. But now you, for one reason or another, you you're gonna go back and and. But some people, like I've had a spiritual person on before who said, everything is energy. Mm. So. And I was like, well, that doesn't really justify it, does it? Like, yeah. everything is energy. <clears throat> and he compared a rock to a dog and said, the rock is alive, the plants are alive, the animals are alive, humans are alive. But he just didn't give me the... It didn't, it's just no justification. Yeah, he didn't to, give you to, enough to there why to... I should be able to slit yeah. his throat or chop his head off. Mm. It, just, it, it, it doesn't add up. So it's good to hear someone who is... I'm just being real. It's good, yeah, it's good it's, to it's I'm being real. And, uh, you know, maybe this was a test in my life. Maybe I needed to see this in my life because it made me feel like if you want to love everybody and everything, if like you say, you know when I said life change, like if you don't change, life's going to make... If I carried on eating beef and stuff and eating animals as such, um, this guilt feeling and this feeling inside, well, I know it's going to get worse. So mm-hmm. life is now telling me that, Baz, your life now is more so over the last year of really loving everybody and everything and my spiritual growth has you saying that you're contradicting yourself if you're eating animals mm. so yeah, and yeah. i'm gonna and i don't want to feel that i want to fit oh this is me now so mm. i'm now like right you know not because of there's a you know something's pushing me this is a natural transition mm. and i believe i am a lover of everybody and everything so i don't want to contradict myself and feel this guilt and feel this this feeling anymore so i am gonna mm. go down this path again that's the reason that's, that's the reason yeah. why yeah yeah an elite answer. Thank you very much. I mean, you know, nothing's that's planned what, on this. So it's just that, that, that's what being we real. I didn't even know this question was going to be answered. So, asked, so yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll be real. Quality. Like I, I do, I was going to say think, I do know that you, you can't go against your morals, can you? Like no. with anything in life, you can't just believe one thing and then act in a way that completely contradicts it. You know what I mean? It just of course, doesn't, of course. Just doesn't add up. And some people realise that now some people realize it 20 years ago some people will realize it in the future but it is what it is isn't it yeah. you are you you will you were literally going against what you believe it's kind of like helping your clients and then exploiting them in some way like yeah yeah behind the back or you know, it's it, it's yeah it's like me being a pt and then all of a sudden i'm just going out drinking doing drugs or whatever and uh like me. Be, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, and, you know and uh and just having takeaways all the time and just yeah. you know not taking my health seriously so it's the same thing isn't it it's yeah. going against the what yeah. you believe and what what i'm doing in life yeah but like i said when you mentioned earlier this is not just a job it's a lifestyle like mm. it's my passion and purpose in life what i do like I you can lo- tell, absolutely you can, love it. You can tell that you love it, man, and you can tell that you, you, you're passionate and you care. Whereas yeah, yeah. I can imagine a lot of people they'll be giving advice and just turning the back and taking the money and you know, maybe, sending, sending maybe them a bit so, of paperwork, yeah. like you said. And you can tell, man, it really shows. Thank you, mate. Where, where do you see yourself going with it in the future? Obviously, you're off to Bali in 27 days. Yeah, so um, like people throw the questions at me, go, "Oh, are you worried about it, or you know, what what happened if it doesn't work?" 
you know, uh, worried about. For, for me, I'm a natural overthinker, but I've worked on it massively in my life. Uh, I think uh, we have to embrace who we are. So, but I haven't overthought this once. And that's when I know the universe and God is guiding me in the right path, hundred percent. So I'm of course, of course, becoming more of a digital nomad uh, with that. So I'm going to be working online. I'm transitioning clients online. But Bali, I know, isn't going to be the place I live forever. In my heart, I know that. I just it know it isn't. I oh, know it's okay. going to be my next step. Ah. But who knows where I'm going to be based uh, for the rest of my life or where I'm going to go. Because I live in the present, you know, as much as I can. I used to have a lot of anxiety about my future. And we normally project a lot of ourselves. And I'm just going, you know what? Bali's just my next step. Mm. Who knows where I'm going to go? Who knows? I may stay there for the rest of my life. Who knows? But I, but I also believe that it may not be... I said I said originally that it won't be, but it may not or won't be. I just have that belief that it's just going to be my next chapter, mm. and who I meet, what relationship I'll ever get to next. Who who cares, right? Mm. It's, it's going to come. Just let life guide me, man. And that's why life is beautiful, and that's why life is beautiful. And and I'm just so it's. But this transition has been one of the hardest transitions of my life. You know, I've been through uh, a really deep breakup this year, the transition of rebrand, um, the the unknown, all these kind of stuff, the uncomfortableness of growing out my hair because of the old body dysmorphia traits, of seeing myself in quotes for the first time. Because every day, I've never grown my hair out. So it's like I'm seeing myself every day and it's like been those mentally challenges, deeper rooted stuff, healing. It's been massive. It's been a hard transition in my year and it's just only going to continue. Uh, but I know that, I've got through a big thick of it this year mm. and I'm going to embrace whatever comes and uh, and know that life will throw me challenges, but it's how you deal with those challenges that makes life easier. Mm. That's uh, And that's important for us to understand. And it'd be pretty shit without challenges, wouldn't it? I'm moaning about would. my challenges. I moan all the time. Of course. This has popped up. That's popped up. What's yeah. this now? What's that? What I've got to do here? What's life like, telling you? It's... And you go from that, you know. Yeah. And uh, and just just one last thing, just to say to you as well, is like even the simple things, like you know when you're you know those days where you're misplacing everything constantly, every day. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it is. Um, I was miss. There was a state of four days. I remember, and I'm always so self aware about what's what's happened in my life, um, and conscious of it. Oh, okay, there's something showing me something here. I was misplacing everything, and I'm not normally like that because I'm very kind of on it and organised. I was leaving my hoodie in the gym. I was leaving my straps. I was leaving money around. Where's my phone? I was like, this isn't me. But at that point, when I reflect on it, I wasn't being present. Something was taking me from being conscious and present. Mate, earlier, when I said, if I, if I, if I get a problem, I'm going to come to you, that's my problem. Yes. This yeah. is my problem. I found out. You found it just at the end. <laughs> this is what I need help with, man. I need help it's with It's being 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 present. I've and got my mind on other things. Yeah. yeah and yeah. That, that's it. That's the reason why we mean we, we like that that's what I was like, wow, I just wasn't present. Something was constantly on my mind. I knew what it was at the time. Uh, but at the time I was like, wow, this is annoying, frustrating. I'm you go outdoor, you go in your car, I've left my phone inside, oh god, or I, you know, I left whatever, and I was constantly for four days straight, and I was thinking, what was that? And lucky, like I said, I've got, uh, I'm conscious of it, but I also had like, my sister's also my loving sister, which is a guide. I was, I just chat to her now and again, and she was in Bali, and I was like, oh yeah, I just had this weird few days. I was misplaced stuff. Baz, you're not present. Mm. That's why it's happening. You're not present. You're not, you're not being. You're always thinking about the next day. Just go with it. Mm. And my sister said to me, my sister said she's got a dog in Bali, and uh, she's very present. Right, she goes, she she doesn't love the physical, she loves from afar. She loves the physical, of course, of us, of her family, but she loves from afar. I said, do you miss your dog? 
She goes, nope. <laughs> I, said, I said, what are you missing? She goes, because oh, I love from afar. Yeah. And she said to me, she goes, I said, how are you finding everything? She goes, Every, life is exciting every minute of the day. Yeah. And I thought, man, that's powerful to be in that place. Yeah. And she's the most present person I know who I've ever met. She's so present in everything. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's powerful. She doesn't misplace. Like, she doesn't have that. Like, she's just so, like, just everything she touches and does, it's just so kind of, yeah. fluent she's there present in every moment and she yeah. doesn't rush and you can tell it with people when they're not yeah of course I, mean, I, I know I'm bad myself but there's people who are, just can't wait for the for the future you know what I mean can't wait for I need to get to the gym time. I need yeah. to oh, it's, it's got to I'm not here because I'm yeah. and, uh, I, I am guilty of that to be fair um, oh, I am as well yeah, yeah. I don't like being late I don't that's a yeah. and that's that thing of not being and late you, and you then were, you were 40 seconds late actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was tricking you yeah you know what and it's and I've I've been late, and I, I you know it's a trait that I've kind of worked on more so. But I'm still not perfect at it. But when I'm, you know, and I'm stuck in traffic, and you can't, but you're frustrated, and you shake, you're like, yeah. oh, this is annoying. Breathe, breathe, man. Just, Just take that breathe. Nothing that, you, you can know, do. There's nothing you can do. So what's the point of getting annoyed? Um, you but you'll get end up with tickets, like me. But that's that pain. But that's that pain and suffering I said at the start. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're choosing to suffer with it. So just just release that pain. Chill out, Chill out. relax. Take a few deep breaths. Linked to stoicism. Yep. I believe. For for sure. Mm. Yeah, there is definitely, there's so many links to it. But there's also, you know, traits and traumas that we've developed through our life. You know, we're born with two uh, two fears, the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. So everything that you've developed has been traits you've developed or situations that you've been through in your life. What were, what were them two? Fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. And that's the only two? They're the two fears that we're born with. Everything, everything that you've developed, whether, you know... Uh, because it's unnatural to to go on an edge of a cliff and just you know that's yeah. a natural fear, but you can overcome it. Yeah. I'm saying you know that that's a fear. Yeah. Um, I who, who pissed me off with spiders then? Man. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting that um, I got a friend of mine, a close friend that he's scared it's of spiders. My only fear, it's my only fear with spiders. I don't, I, I don't, I don't give a shit about anything else. It's interesting. I, wonder, yeah, I, I don't that. like snakes. I don't know why that's developed because my brother Sam hated snakes, yeah. and he used to always talk about it. And uh, and like the, the how he used to I, and because of his energy of hate, it just drew onto me. So maybe just something of it. It doesn't have to be something that's happened with a spider. It could be someone else's energy of hating spiders that's processed mm. you to hate spiders. Because yeah. if you have a child that you know that or whatever, you tell them you know, oh, don't go near spider. They're scary. Mm. They're gonna instantly go, oh my god, spiders are scary. Like a sponge. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's interesting because you'll, you'll probably think about that now. Where in my life has that happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Literally this is the only thing. This is a part of, but this is shit about anything else that just <laughs> keeps spiders away from me. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It really is. But now, Baz, it's been good, mate. Thank you. Um, Privilege. Really it's been, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. An enthusiastic life coach, thank and mentor, you. and uh, people are lucky to have your services. What's your page? You did mention it. It's holistic.health.coaching. Holistic.health.coaching. And that's Instagram. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then you'll find from there. But that's where I post the most. Quality, but I do right? have a website and it's sex shows, but that's where the main stuff is. Yeah, and you'll be working remotely from Bali. I will, mate. Well, I'll have time. palm trees in the back when I do a therapy session. <laughs> so uh, no, I'm just, uh, I'm excited. We'll see what the what what life has for me next. Looking forward to it, mate. Looking forward to hear the stories and especially what food you're eating out there. Yeah, and, uh, for sure. I'm gonna, you'll you'll see some photos. I'm okay. sure you'll love every second. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Same. Cheers, Buzz. Take care.